Welcome to JFK and the Enduring Secret. I'm your host, Jeff Crudell. Summer is finally here. It's Memorial Day. Pools are open. It's a long weekend. It's one of a handful of holidays that is seared into our mind as an American. Memories starting very young in life, perhaps filled by a summer outing with mom and dad grilling hot dogs and hamburgers, or a parade down the main street of your local town with a group of Shriners in their tiny little cars making the event unforgettable in some long-ago moment of your memory. Older veterans still in good enough shape to walk or ride or in the parade and truly are the main event. I remember them in short sleeve white shirts with a VFW hat on and perhaps a characteristically large silver or gold wristwatch because that was something worn back in the day, long before an Apple watch turned a watch into a small computer. Somewhere close by is a long line of small American flags lining a busy street in town. It's a tribute repeated all across America and it's done a little differently in each town. And sometimes you might see small white crosses by each of these flags in the name of an American serviceman permanently displayed on it. Of course, the most prominent of those white crosses can be found in a familiar pattern at places like Arlington National Cemetery and places like the cemeteries that are located just along the beaches at Normandy in France, where the men themselves were laid to rest. Each year, those little white crosses, the ones that line the street in our local towns, well, they're brought out for a few days just to remind us of who exactly went before and paid the price of things for each of us. A price that a good many of us now don't even understand or remember or even acknowledge. To many of us, it's just an extra day off if your company follows the schedule of federal holidays. And it's mostly a beautiful day of the year, just starting to get summer warm. Somewhere, the meaning of it all has perhaps lost some of its significance in this country. An analogy of sorts for where we are at in these United States. It's a confusing time for Americans. This country has more than a 250-year history as a beacon of freedom. America has occasionally lost its way, you know, and then found its way back. That's right, and that fact right there is what gives me hope. History does repeat itself. But of course, the big question is, what drives that? Do we find our way back because of what is written in our Constitution? Or was it the Constitution itself of this country and its people? Think about that for a moment. It deserves pause and contemplation. It's not been perfect, our America. <laughs> Far from it. In fact, it's been quite messy. I think most of us would say that we are, right now, in one of those messy periods of our existence. Some things are very, very good. 
and some things are in quite a disarray. Trying to figure out just who we are, our national identity, is no doubt one of the things currently in flux. I'm a lover of history, amateur at it as I am, but taking the longer view and putting everything in context gives me hope. I love this country. I love it dearly. I was lucky in more than one sense in life, and especially when it comes to this topic. I lived in a period where there was enough peace that, well, myself, I was not called to serve. I had to register for the draft, but my generation was was not called up. My brothers and I escaped the horror and the tragedy of war. I'm sure that was a relief to my mother and my father. My oldest brother, Les, came the closest. He was born in 1949. He was draft age during Vietnam, but he stayed in school, and God delivered him out of harm's way as a result. My two sons were not old enough when the Afghanistan and Iraq conflicts came about, so they, thankfully, by the grace of God, avoided war too, as did my nephews and my nieces. I'm 62, and I'm considered old now and not young when it comes to things military. Young men fight wars that old men start. That's mostly been the history of it, you know. Maybe now that we have more women involved and less testosterone, that will mean that cooler heads will prevail. I have no evidence of that. I'm just hoping that those women who do make it to powerful roles are as smart as my Italian grandmother who finished, I believe, the fourth grade. She was accomplished enough to know that you don't start a fight. Avoid violence and walk away if you can. But you don't back down when someone is bullying you either in cases where weakness will just result in more terror being dished out. And that schoolyard rule seems to hold true. Whether it's on the corner where the bus picks the kids up every morning or in the far-off, desolate, remote, and perhaps stunningly beautiful mountainscapes of Afghanistan. One thing is for certain, a lot of young men and women have paid one hell of a price for what we have today, imperfect as it is, and probably will always be, this America, this freedom of ours. Does your heart not pour out when you see the serviceman or servicewoman that is there in the grocery store or in Home Depot, out and about, and working hard to just get along, despite the fact that he or she is without one or more limbs because they stepped on a mine or what they now call an IED in Afghanistan or Iraq. Brave, brave young men and women who answered the call of duty. They did not question it. They went. They put their faith in leaders. Men, mostly, that they placed their faith in and hoped to God that these men were smarter and more capable than anyone else. More capable to decide that freedom needed to be defended by taking up arms. Many of these young men and women never got a chance to come back and walk through the grocery store or Home Depot, in whole or in part. What they have now is a name permanently affixed to one of those white crosses. And for as long as there is a local VFW, their own personal cross will reappear 
for a few days each year as part of that row of crosses along the street in your local town as spring turns to summer. For those leaders who made the decision to go, it was and always will be a terribly awesome burden. We are reminded of the story of Eisenhower contemplating the weather as he made his decision to launch the largest armada and amphibious invasion in the history of the world, the Normandy invasion. His famous words, we go, are now forever captured in our history, and we understand the terrible burden that he knew that he faced and the seriousness under which he made that decision. Unfortunately, some generations of leaders in this country in in recent years have taken that responsibility too lightly and squandered too much and paid too high a price with a compensation for their folly paid in the form of the blood of our young. Whether you believe that we should or should not have been in Afghanistan or Iraq is personal. I won't get into my views of it here as I don't want this to be about politics. It's Memorial Day and I want it to be about the men and the women that have given their all for what we have. So today, we should be mindful, remindful, thankful, and above all, grateful. Now, I hope most of you got to listen to Jim Garrison's response to the NBC White Paper in one of our most recent episodes. Jim Garrison was at Dachau as an officer during World War II when they discovered the camps. How horrific. If anyone thinks that evil doesn't exist, just watch those films of what was there. I visited Dachau in about 1981 or 1982. It was a sanitized memorial by then, but the eeriness of what they did there could still be imagined when you peered into the ovens. The ovens that made the bodies disappear. Garrison loved this country too, and undoubtedly that played a factor for him. Undoubtedly, that is one of the biggest reasons of why he pursued the Kennedy investigation. Freedom is everything. It is the foundation from which everything else springs. The rights of man are silent without it. Voltaire would surely agree. And freedom was under siege at that moment. And he was a trained eye, as I like to say, and he knew it. And he tried courageously to do something about it. He paid a price for that. My wife's grandfather fought with Patton in the Ardennes at the Battle of the Bulge. He was a GI, the kind of tough old bird that went and followed orders and toughed it out and marched across Europe and participated in one of the most epic and celebrated battles ever fought. He got some medals along the way, and he fought ultimately under a general who became infamous, but no doubt symbolized what most in this country love the most about this country then, that it didn't give up, that it demanded excellence, that you should sacrifice in ways big and small, and that all of that was not only good and right, but that in this world, it was undoubtedly required. That it was up to each of us, 
not just a few of us, and you better pull your weight, or there will be consequences. You see, all of that symbolized a country of men and women who had purpose penetrating their soul. And perhaps some of the good and the bad of it was that there was a moral clarity to a fault. Since then, we have questioned much, I know. We had many things wrong in those days. Racism and inequality were much more of an issue then, Uh, not minimizing where we are now, as there is still more ground to be covered there. But we very much have forgotten that many things were right, and we seem to be giving up so much of what was right to fix those things that still need fixing. As a nation, we don't have to agree on everything. But young and old this weekend should agree on one thing. These men and women who charged into battle and gave their lives or gave limbs and gave a part of their soul, a part of their own constitution to the cause, should be honored this weekend. All of us should honor them, not just a few of us. Please, please don't let your politics get in the way of doing this. I have an American flag, a shiny new one, hanging off the porch of my house this weekend. I don't have it up too often. Perhaps it should stay up. But one thing is for sure, it's staying up this whole weekend. America, I love you. You know I never took arms to defend this country, but I have never been so ready to defend the idea of America. I am mindful of what we are, remindful of all that is right and all that is wrong now, but still I am thankful for all that you have provided to those that have been here and enjoyed what this country has had to offer. And truly, above all, I'm grateful for all that has come before and all that has been bestowed upon me. Today, I exercise my right of freedom to speak out and speak my mind and say what I think is good and bad, just as I do every day when I publish an episode of JFK, The Enduring Secret. I have that right because it's America. I believe that. Right or wrong, I believe that. And I am truly grateful for it.